This is the Better Life, Better Work Show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. War is not better. Better is better. Hey, hey, Solis. Allison Crow here, your favorite life coach. And yes, today we're talking about life coaching and life coaching for business owners. And I'm going to be sharing some of the behind the scenes conversations that we have in Soulful Success. But the first thing I want to do is put some context to why this is coming up. So here we are, the end of November-ish. Take a sip of my wine here. Yes, I'm recording podcasts and having an afternoon glass of wine. Red, Red Revolution in the Boda Box, if you must know. It doesn't give me earaches. So I, I just celebrated in October quite a few, I think there was 11, what I am calling solely gold members of my coaching membership program. And in 2017, early, I decided to change things up in my business. My husband and I sold our house. We lowered our expenses massively so I could, um, so A, we could be closer to our kids, but also so that I could experiment with a new way of working that would be more sustainable financially and physically for me and something that I was really called to do after years of spending lots of money on high fee coaching. And I took some courses and I watched what was going on in the market and I began to invest in and build the behind the scenes of soulful success. And we opened the doors for a beta group of people. And the only reason it was beta is because the systems weren't quite ready for the automation that this program requires when you have a lot of members to process money and stuff like that, logistical reasons. And so I opened it up in August or September. I can't exactly remember, but I know October, the end of September and October were the very first months that people signed up to work with me. Now, let me tell you what my mindset was at the time. I was like, I'm going to open this and there is going to be 75 people waiting at the door. And honestly, when I first opened it up, there were four and that felt crazy until I learned that a mentor of mine who has an audience and a list and a podcast that's gone on for years and years, opened the doors to her membership program. And she actually opened up to four too as well. And so in the early days I had these, um, this desire to, uh, create this community and have at first 111 members and then 333 members. And this is the one thing that I was going to do. And I launched before I was ready. I launched knowing that I could learn along the way. And just last week, I was able to send out 11 solely gold jackets 
So um, <laughs> my clients know that I, I'm not the best gift giver. I have different love languages. I love to receive gifts, but my gift giving abilities are just not up there with Martha Stewart and some of these amazing coaches and business people and stuff like that. But I did find these jackets and they came from this jacket that I wore at Camp Starheart. And it's this gold sequin jacket. And it's just so over the top, so stinking fun to wear, especially um, if you're feeling exceptionally good or exceptionally bad. And it has a cute little black and white, um, like the cuffs and the bottom. It's like literally like a palm or cheer jacket, um, maybe even for little girls, but this almost 48 year old woman absolutely loves it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the perfect gift to lovingly and playfully send to my two year plus clients to say, thank you for being solely gold status in my coaching program. And until I sent those gifts, I don't think I really took in what I have created, I hadn't really taken the time to celebrate the accomplishments um, and not, not so much the outer results, but the inner process of developing this program, of experimenting with um, like traditional online webinar to funnel marketing last year. Um, to experimenting with organic soulful marketing this year, hint, hint, much more effective for me. Um, the behind the scenes, the in front of the scenes, the client deliverables, the client experience. And I looked up and I realized while I still have new members. So I had new members come in this summer. Um, we did, I think at the end of the summer, we did an enrollment where I decided to close the doors for a while, got a few more members. And so, I, you know, I've got a good 15 to 20 newer members but most of my members are what we call super solely or solely gold. Super solely is at least a year and solely gold is two years or more. And so we really have created a community, a place for um, a home base, so to speak, a home base for my clients who are involved in a variety of different businesses in a variety of places around the world. They have a variety of political and religious beliefs. And I think our youngest member is 28 and our oldest member is 70 something. Um, most members are Women, there are a few men, a handful of men, and most members are middle age and whatever that is these days. Um, but it, it definitely experienced life people. And they, I look at this poster on my wall that says belonging, fun, connection, humor, authenticity, identity, simplicity, transformation learning growth, prosperity and profit, inner work plus outer work, self-care and soul work. And those are all words around this title I have of soulful success. 
I also have the three words retention, value, and growth, which are more business-oriented terms. But as I reflect and as I think about sharing with you lessons that we've learned in Soulful Success, honestly, the reason is to entice you to become a member if it's a fit. I'm not going to lie. And I know you'll get value even if you don't. Um, I'm really proud of the conversations that we've had. I'm The first year was really content-driven. Um, I think it was because I was feeling insecure and not confident. And I might have been like just feeling this obligation to solve everybody's business problems because I do like talking about business. But I also know, and I actually heard my own new coach say this today on her podcast, that there, there, there are no more strategies. You, you have access, you have all the strategy you need and that the best strategy is actually you. And she had a client guest on that had radically transformed her business and it wasn't about the how-to. And originally when I created this program, I thought most people would be interested in the life content And because I had it separate life and business, most people were grasping for the business how-to. And I do love talking business strategy. Um, I love helping people see. I have, uh, my head is just full of money-making ideas. And then also I have my own experience, 16 years in sales and marketing, online, offline, conversion, all the traditional stuff and have created my own way of doing it. And the most powerful, liberating conversations that we have on either life or business calls are generally deep in the heart of our living. They're life coaching conversations. So I wanted to share with you some of the conversations, topics that we've had. I'm not going to go super deep. Um, into all of these because I certainly wouldn't have time. Each one could be a podcast and we'll see where we wind up. I think it's interesting, (laughs) you know, just this last weekend, I actually went to an event with my husband that was kind of a bougie event out in West, um, the Hill Country, West of Austin. It was a Texas monthly event for this artist here. She has a new creative center. There was wine, there was hors d'oeuvres, there was the art gallery, Um, and I've been really practicing when people say, what do you do? Not so much an elevator speech, but I've been really practicing being in the energy of knowing the value that I am as a life coach. And as you probably know, or maybe you even have experienced on the receiving end or giving end, a lot of people kind of laugh when you say life coach. Um, some people may think Stuart Smalley, you're good enough, you're smart enough, by God, blah, blah, blah. And if you've ever been in any situation and told somebody when they ask you, what do you do? Say, I'm a life coach. And then I have various ways I expand on what that means to me quickly and quietly. It changes from time to time. But it was interesting. There was a lawyer that I was speaking to and he was like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of lawyers who need that. (laughs) And we were talking about recovering, overachieving and finding satisfaction and soulful success. And it was really kind of a fun experience. Was I eloquent? Did I have this powerful message? No, but I think it was more 
in the deciding to just be confident that life coaching is one of the most transformational and powerful experiences I can both receive and give. And thinking like a coach, not necessarily thinking like a cheerleader, but thinking like a coach has really helped me. There are different elements of life coaching. So traditionally, I started out with, you know, thought models and thinking models and trade up your thinking and tell a new story and asking questions and curiosity. And all of those things are brilliant. They're all a part of my bag of modalities. Um, Strategy is also part of my modalities. And more recently, conversations around the nervous system have really come to the root because until we meet and be in the presence of a problem or a situation or a circumstance or a thought or a belief or an emotion at the heart of the matter, at the nervous system of the matter, it's really hard to bypass that with a coachy saying, with trading up, with, you know, just ramrodding a new thought because the old thought is still there. And so there is some, um, I'm going to use this term loosely healing. Obviously I'm not a doctor, but there is some emotional release that happens. Uh, there is a, a podcast episode, you know, why we talk about breathe y'all and the vagus nerve and the nervous system and really being able to soothe the nervous system and then make new neuropathway thoughts and behaviors and results in our life from those new neuropathways. And so <clears throat> some of the conversations that we have had recently being the witness a concept I teach my clients is being the noticer and a witness instead of the judger. We've talked about the embodiment, authentic embodiment via style and identity, right? Like how your insides measure up with the way you carry yourself in the world, the way you carry yourself online. So not just style or fashion or hair or the way you dress in accordance with being trendy, but is it embodying yourself? We often talk about being unoffendable, which is a concept by my friend, Varian Brandon. I know we have podcast episodes on that. We talk about old stories we're telling ourselves. A lot of times when a circumstance will come up, many of my clients are living in the old story. It's not possible for them to think about the new story. In fact, I had a client today share some difficulties and I picked up the phone and I called her and she was telling me about an opportunity that she had. Um, she works for herself. She used to work for a corporation and the corporation has invited her to come back into the office a few times a day. And the old story was the way the corporation used to be. And so when she considered that invitation, her brain could only imagine that it would be like it was instead of the possibility that it could be something completely different. It could be whatever she decided to create it. So we do have a lot of conversations around old stories, new stories, is the story useful? And just recognizing the stories that we tell ourselves. Um, the other day on a live call, we had conversations. 
we were having conversations around money. We have a lot of conversations around money. I love talking about and teaching and coaching around money and abundance and prosperity. And we were talking about some of the old patterns of not receiving for effort. We were talking about um, some, some scarcity issues. We were talking about really deep patterns that run in um, my client's thinking. And my client wasn't the only one. Many of us have some of those same struggles. And one of the things we came up with in that conversation was not only, you know, releasing that and changing it, but meeting it, listening to it, listening to the body and what the body says about it. And we talked about the comfort. So at one point, I lovingly challenged my client. I said, you know, I noticed that when we talk about a new option, you get really defensive and want to hold on to the truth of what has been in the past. And you guys, it's so normal. Our brains want a little bit of security and surety. And so they reach for what has always been. And we talk a lot in my coaching in both life and business to experiment. We talk about experimenting. Um, And it's really hard to experiment with a new way of doing something, if you have tied your shoe one way since you were in kindergarten, and we all know how to tie our shoes, and if you have been tying it a certain way, it's really awkward to experiment with a completely different way of tying your shoe because you have a muscle memory, a mental memory built around tying your shoe. And our thinking and our emotional patterns are much like that. So that conversation has come up. I had another client. She's actually very successful. She runs three or four businesses. And um, she's having some struggles with one of her teams right now. And so we know actually that, yes, there are probably some practical things she can do for her team building and creation and letting go of people that aren't working and um, expectations versus agreements. But really what has to happen before any of those logistical things happen is there has got to be a change in her insides and her insides are needing a new story because the old story of performance and beating herself up if she didn't perform, it certainly got her where she is, but it will not take her to the next place that she wants to be financially or emotionally in her business. And so we did some coaching around the way she speaks to herself. And you guys, I know how simple it sounds to think about, really, it's all about the way I talk to myself, especially for seasoned professionals, grown-ass women and men. And there are some really sneaky habits that we have in our nervous system, in our thinking processes that absolutely do automatically and subconsciously propel our behaviors and the energy that we embody from those thoughts and emotions. And so, yes, this one sweet client, one of her practices is to begin noticing where she's really treating herself in her mind um, poorly, And giving herself options for new ways of thinking and being. Now, I never have an absolute that you must think this way. I always am giving my clients autonomy 
I want to provide a scientific container for them to experiment, notice results, make adjustments, and continue experimenting and see if it works for them, all with the loving guidance. But my clients are the heroes. My clients are the amazing human beings who have these insights and begin to implement new change. And then they come and discuss and we have feedback and conversations. So old stories, new stories. We've had lots of conversations around people-pleasing, the ability to receive. Many people I work with in the heart-based fields are um, overgivers. They love to give. And there are some spaces where receiving both financially and emotionally is difficult. Lots of people-pleasing. Lots of us recovering overachievers and people-pleasers. Um, we've had conversations about mean moms, <laughs> grown women and men having conversations about really mean and abusive mothers and mother-in-laws and how to deal with and how to emote and how to both emotionally and practically deal with family members who are really difficult. And it's amazing that no matter how much personal growth one does, we are all related to people that we have. It brings up all of our stuff. And so we've had some amazing conversations around that. We've had amazing conversations with um, mothers whose children, adult children, um, are really struggling with suicide or addiction. Um, and we've had really beautiful, deep coaching conversations around these life topics. We've had relationship conversations. I love, I'm not really a relationship coach, but I love coaching to the relationship because I can coach to the one individual who's in my group. And you don't need both people to change. Um, when my clients see their ownership, take the ownership for their part of a failing relationship or a troubled relationship, when they are willing to bring that humbly and honestly to the conversation, um, they're able to get coaching that absolutely and often quickly impacts their relationships for the better. Um, in the past, I've also had some clients that had the revelation, oh my God, I'm married to the wrong person. I got to go. This is not a relationship I want to be in. Um, we have had conversations, one of my favorite coaching conversations, and it came up again this week was around casting spells. And I do believe in the neuroscience of, um, and some of you may have learned this like an NLP, in the neuroscience of watching your thoughts and guarding your thoughts. Um, I, I kind of come from a place where I'm not an absolute, I'm not an absolutist with thoughts because I, I'm a both and. So both, yes, we've got to watch our thinking, but being the language police does nothing if we're not learning from our emotions and our body and our nervous system and, and, um, deeper energies than just our thought. And so I combine the way that I coach around thought is we don't just gloss over a thought that doesn't work. 
Um, we also don't beat the thought that doesn't work to death. We don't always have to know why, but if we can experience some of the emotion around that and be present and hold present loving kindness with that thought, a lot of times they will actually dissolve and it clears the clutter for creating new thoughts. And so <clears throat> I remember having a conversation with one of my mentors and I may have mentioned this before in the podcast. I know I've mentioned it to my clients and I actually, it was around soulful success and I don't know how long I'd been going, but I reached out and I was like, I need a consult. I need a conversation with you. I really need help with my business. And I thought for sure, you know, here I am calling my super duper successful uh, in multiple businesses and helping people with their businesses, lives in a beach house on Malibu, uh, mentor. And I'm thinking, oh, she is going to have the piece of the logistical puzzle that I have missed. And she was so sweet to me as she listened to me. She said, I see exactly what it is, darling. Of course, you're not going to ever get over 40 clients because you keep saying, I can't get over 40. I can't get over 40. I get two and I lose three. And you know, what she was actually saying is, as you tell me all your strategy, and as you tell me all your marketing, and I know your sales skills, and I know your coaching skills, all those things are beautiful and wonderful. And you are top 1% of those things from all the people I work with and all the people I see. But you have this leak in your word. And she said, I have built my entire life living the four agreements. And the first one is be impeccable with your word. And there are many ways to say that. So for me, being impeccable with my word isn't about, you know, it's not just about the promises we make to other people. It's actually about the way we speak to ourselves. And one of the very first conversations, I think there's a life class in the archives that we talk about how we are casting spells on ourself with our thinking and on others with our language. We cast spells that, um, and yes, I use a term from witchcraft and magic, but the thing is language is made up of spelling. And so we take these spellings that create words and, and the Bible talks about the word was written, um, that, that God spoke the word and created the earth. And many, 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 many spiritual and mindset and philosophical teachers have talked about the power of the word. And yet it is one of the most challenging things to master without ramrodding over our emotions. And so we've talked about the power of casting spells of white magic and white wishes of casting spells of strength and confidence and um, willingness, bravery and courage, willingness to take action, even if we're afraid or uncomfortable. And we've talked about being impeccable with our word, not as a police state. <laughs> and I guess I'm sensitive to those things because in a lot of life coaching, there's not that space for both. And there's not space for growth. 
you know, uh, I remember a long time ago, I think at an Abraham Hicks, either an event, I went to a couple of them or listening to some of their stuff online. I remember her talking about, you know, when a baby falls down and it's learning to walk, we don't yell at the baby and go, see, you dumbass, you fell on your ass. Better not try again. We are loving and present and kind. And if a child falls down and they are crying or hurt, we soothe them. And then we move into helping them try again. And that's a lot of what life coaching is. It's mind, it's body, it's spirit, it's energetic wisdom. Another conversation we often have is listening to your body and what does your body have to say to you? This is a a new experience for many of my clients. One last week said, I don't trust the information my body has for me. We trust our minds because our minds are, from the time we're little, told, think, think, what do you think would happen? Use your brain. Most of us don't come home from troubling circumstances and have parents. Now, some of you might. God bless you if you do. Um, Most of us don't have parents who say things like, let's sit down. Let's take some breaths. Let's listen to our bodies. What feels strong? What feels weak? As in running those thoughts and ideas through our bodies, making decisions with the wisdom of our bodies. My colleague and longtime friend and client, Charity Gent, who is um, the lead at the University of Wisconsin's coaching program. She and I used to always say to each other, what does your body say? The body always knows. That's another conversation we have. And here's what's amazing. All these Topics, and we, I didn't even go deep today. But as you can see, they're ordinary life happening alongside these extraordinary human beings doing their thing. And so when we have these deep conversations about the circumstances of our lives, the emotions of our lives, the thoughts we're thinking, And when we do the work from these deep places, then we can much more effectively move into the strategic places in our business and we can implement like badass motherfuckers. (laughs) And so my heart is for the power of being a life coach. And my heart is for life coaching sessions. We still do plenty of business sessions. You guys will always hear me talk about business. But I want to remind you of the power of having curious, inquisitive, open-minded, open-hearted conversations around circumstances, thoughts, feelings, energy, exploring layers and layers and layers deep so that you can come out the other side with brave action, with empowered action, with empowered personality. Soulful Success was created to be a community center 
while I go deep with my clients lately, I've been using the term, like, I'd like to be your general practitioner for life and biz. And then if you want to specialize in something, so I have a couple of clients that are specializing in training for speaking and doing TEDx style talks, and they are working specific programs. I have other clients that come to Soulful Success and, and use this community and this coaching that is available to them. Y'all, this is not a content-driven course. This is not, I mean, I have many clients who do choose to kind of passively watch the replays, but I have clients that show up, you know, some once a month, some show up one or two times a week, uh, like going to an AA meeting or something. And they just, you know, I know that it provides a space, a respite for them. Um, others come, you know, to every single Wednesday call or every single Monday call um, just as a part of their regular routine. And then if they need more specific help, they absolutely have the ability to ask me. And they also are freed up budget wise because of our accessible monthly membership fee, they're freed up to invest in both training and implementation. And so the other thing I'm really going to be talking about um, in the business context, so I'll keep it brief here, but is, you know, we can do great business coaching, inner work and outer work, and then let's hire somebody with extra funds to implement some stuff for you. Let's get you out from behind the computer and let's get somebody else to implement some things that will help you um, create more prospective client conversations that will actually help you sell your services so that you're not bogged down with technology. You're not bogged down with copywriting. You're not bogged down with the parts that you don't want to do. My clients, my amazing clients at Camp Star Heart were the ones that helped me realize I was becoming, I am becoming, I have become a woman who allows high level help. Frank Sinatra doesn't move pianos and I am helping my clients through inner work and outer work to become the people that in their lives, they get to live their gifts. They get to enjoy this thing called life and the vehicle of business. So I want to invite you, um, got you all buttered up for soulful success. And right now the doors are not open. (laughs) And today I was technically, um, according to my marketing plan, I was technically supposed to share one insight from a life coaching call. And as I sat down to meditate and I looked at the, the recent calls from this week, actually what came was all these different topics. And so I'm curious if there were one thing that you could be coached on, what would it be? Let me know either in the comments where this podcast is posted on my blog at alisoncrow.com forward slash better, or let me know in Instagram or Facebook or send me a message or send me an email and let me know if there were one deep conversation that we could have about you and your life that would change everything that would shift all the other elements, what would that one conversation be about? I love to hear. Life coaching is my heart. It's not some silly thing. It's not just having a cheerleader in your corner. It is 
this whole life container for who you be, I'm here for that. So if you would like to consider becoming a life coaching client of mine and business coaching, I would love for you to join the wait list for soulful success. We're going to be opening the doors after Christmas. We just don't want to bombard you with all the holiday stuff. And so after Christmas, um, I think is when we're going to be opening the doors, but you can get on the wait list so that you will be the first to hear You can do that at soulfulsuccess.info. You can also see the other elements of the the program. That's actually where the invitation is. I just put in, when I closed the enrollment, I put up the wait list. And so if you really know that you want to do it, feel free to go ahead and submit an application now and I'll hold and review those applications. And as soon as the doors are open, you will be the first to know. I think it could be a really powerful way for you to honor yourself. That's one of the things I say when we start live coaching sessions. I always start by connecting my energy to my clients' energies through breath. And a lot of times what comes up is the gift that you are giving yourself by being in this container, by being in this room, that this moment, this next 90 minutes is just for you. When you give so much to the world, to your family, to your children, to your pets, to your clients, to your bosses, whoever it is in your life, you give so much to to everybody else. This is a different kind of self and soul care that last way longer than any mani-pedi or massage. So Alison Crow, no, not Alison Crow, soulfulsuccess.info. And you can get on the wait list. And if you're really grooving um, to join us and become a solely, then you can go ahead and get your application in. And I will get those read over the holidays in my downtime. And you will be the first to be let in the door um, when we open enrollment. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Share with a friend that you might think would enjoy this. And don't forget to let me know what topic you would love life coaching around. I would love to hear. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work Show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.